Hey, it's Katie. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. Bobby and Aaron. Hey. Hi. Aloha. Welcome back. Buongiorno. Thanks. In person, welcome back. I appreciate that. Yeah, I guess I guess last time we talked, I was actually abroad. I was. Uh, but you can't just say that. That's a fact. <laughs> the 21st oh, yeah. century. You gotcha, I got it. Very 1920s. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Better than me and a dame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice to be back in studio with you guys. How was it? <laughs> how was How I eat? You know... This is going to be a hot opinion for anybody listening in. I hated it. What? <laughs> I know. I, I think the problem was we didn't have a whole lot of downtime to go exploring and do fun stuff. And the fun stuff that we could do, you know, like having sushi and fresh fish and hiking and drinking delicious drinks on the beach, I can't participate in. So... Because mm, yeah. of the pregnant having it. Yeah. So it was a work vacation yeah. and you were pregnant and you are pregnant yes yeah yes, i can see am. how that you would be were terrible. and you still are yeah. yeah exactly i lived in hawaii for a couple of years thank yeah. you for your service and thank you thank you for that it's beautiful <laughs> it, is. it is but it does and no offense to people because it's a gorgeous culture gorgeous people mm-hmm. um i was military when i was there and it, there, it gets to a point where you're like okay yeah. It's time to go now. Yeah. Yeah. I could have I could have stayed like on the North Shore area because we were in Oahu. So I could have stayed there for several days. Um, I actually was thinking like it could have been a cooler experience if we'd rented one of those uh, like beach vans or like, you know, old hippie buses that Airbnb has just out right there on the shore. Um, but we were actually in Honolulu. And that's by, you know, maybe just like knowing us and our travel preferences was not the best match but you know we were there for work so it was nice to have a mostly i feel like we need to all recognize that we do like hawaii and we have nothing wrong with it that's right there's nothing wrong with hawaii because i'm super self-conscious about every once in a while (laughs) we'll we'll say something about a location in the in the episode with with (laughs) sam hewan we may or may not have made some jokes about new jersey which Aaron's wife's from New Jersey. She is. So we love New Jersey. We My go there. Family's from New yeah. Jersey. Dana's family's from New Jersey. My wife's family's from New Jersey. We go there to visit. We don't mind New Jersey. We- There's just parts of it that we. How deep does this hole get? So anyway, <laughs> you start. You started off on the. Right I don't point. want I, people from Hawaii, the beautiful people of Hawaii, to say you son. I of will bitches. say this: the best parts of the trip were when we got some local input on like the bars to go to and the restaurants to go to and the spots to check out. So I think if we were able to go back and like do it, do a trip the way we would want to and not just kind of being, you know, put in a place because of the work aspect of it, um, we would have had a different experience. I have a quick thing, fun thing to talk about before we jump in. I think this is a good segue. Yeah. And normally you're, you set up our segues beautifully, by the way. Oh, thanks. Beautifully. Lay up. Um, if, I don't know if they do. I haven't looked. I don't know if they do. And if they do or do not, I'm wondering what. Does Hawaii have a distillery? 
I don't know. And Ooh. what would their, because we're going to talk about, I mean, regions. This is a travel bug It's episode. never a secret. You've read, if you're, if you're looking us, this episode up, you see the name of the episode. We're pretty transparent. This is an episode about the region of Scotland yeah. and how they vary in flavor and whatnot and what have you. I wonder what, what would Hawaii taste like? That is a great question. And the closest thing I can think of um, that kind of pairs back to the regions of Scotland we're going to talk about. I know that in Oahu, you know, the big thing that we were told about was the dole plantation because mm-hmm. pineapples are pineapple. Big. Yeah. And then I think, is it Maui or the Big Island that has the macadamia? I think focus? that's Maui. Big Island is kind of volcanic and nothingness. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. might be stuff there too. But it, it was really interesting to hear about how each island out there had its own special produce or special focus. Yeah. You know? We had something to it, I think. The mm. big thing in Oahu when we were there were mm-hmm. the macadamia nut pancakes with coconut syrup. See, mm. if oh. I had those, I probably would have come back and Let been like... Let me tell you something. Put me on the next Oxtail soup. That's also a flavor. Anyway, let's get right into the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun to start it off like that because I was genuinely going to ask you guys how much of a travel bug you guys have because I'm looking forward to this discussion about the regions of Scotland because I feel like this is going to be the closest I get to like visualizing actually going mm. to and you know checking out distillers in that region. So, Well, I've been there. So, a lot of self-serving will come your way on behalf of me throughout this episode, but I have been there. I'm interested to, from what I've seen, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, throughout the whole thing, the regions had flavor profiles, and they still do, Mm -hmm. but all the regions, all the distilleries in the different regions are really kind of making a bit of everything. Well, yeah, and right. so it, it it used to be very, it used to be very much you know this region is this style, mm-hmm. this region is this style, and that still pl- it that does still play a part, but you've got different stuff from all over. You've got you know uh, things that have a profile that sh- that is uh, historically over well, here, over here, and so we'll, when, we'll talk about it. When you travel, though, the terrain is so different where, where you're at that you can see how they can't help. I mean, if that's if that's yeah. your local. I don't want to say produce, but your local ingredients, your local landscape, Mm -hmm. you can see how the flavors would be influenced because that's what's there. You know, we'll get into the, you know, Isla, for example, they didn't have trees, so they're using peat to, you know, whatever, and we'll get into it. But it was, it's, it's a really beautiful country, but it's different wherever you go. So that's what I'm curious to get into, dig into. And one thing I'll say to our listeners real quickly, we are going to post, um, one of our favorite links that we use as a, a nice reference, like a map for all these different regions. So when you guys go back and check out the show notes after listening, definitely hit up that link because it will really show you exactly kind of how the different regions around the country are influenced in the way that we're talking about. So, pro tip. Well, why don't we start by just listing what the regions are, yeah? Let's right. do it. So, you've got... North, south, east, west. All right, thanks. East, uh, west. <laughs> north, south. It's Scottish. It's different. East, west. Um, you've, got, you've got Highlands. You've got Speyside. You've got Lowlands. You've got Campbelltown. And you've got Isla. Those are the five official regions. Now, you also have the Islands region which is not a, like an official region and uh, as bobby said earlier i mean not, everybody's kind of doing different things now than they did historically so um but uh in as far as the official regions go the islands are a part of the highlands um but they do tend to have some of their own um some of their own spin mm-hmm. on uh on some of the different uh 
whiskeys that are coming out of there. I love the idea of starting about at the Highlands, right? So if we're looking at a map of Scotland, we're definitely at like the northern tip of the country. Um, because from everything that I think people think about when they think about, you know, Scottish culture and kilts and bagpipes and like the real robust side mm-hmm. of Scottish culture, it's really directly tied into the Highlands. Well, and that's also the biggest of the regions mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's, you know, it's mostly up on, you know, the north side there. But I mean, I, if, if you look, if you look at a map, I mean, it's, it's a solid chunk. It's of most of the country. It's, it's most of <laughs> Scotland. Um, but yeah, Bobby's actually drinking a Highland. I am at the moment. one of my favorite distilleries, Highland Park, which, so Scotland is huge. That's another thing. I mean, it's massive. It took us, we drove from London to Edinburgh. I want to say it was seven hours. Um, so it's, and that's not even, I would say that's like halfway but in the, like in the middle Edinburgh, okay. if I'm picturing, I'm, I'm probably off. Somebody's like, it's the farthest city north, stupid. Right. No, but I think it's like halfway that's through. That's in Wales, you right. Oh, that's in Israel. No, but all the way up into the very tip top of Scotland is the Orkney um, Islands, which is where Highland Park is. And it is literally a Scandinavian, very clim- the climate's different. Um, not too cold, not too hot, never summer, always wet, kind of like... I was just going to say, in, in my mind, it's like really stormy. Very, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. As romantic as you think. Yeah. And in my head, that it plays a role in their flavor profile. But so when you say Highlands, and we'll dig into it a little bit, there's a lot of nuance to what that yeah. means. The mountain ranges and everything, the islands. Diversity, which yeah. is how much geographical right. range it covers, right? Well, and the Highlands also is the only region because it is so big it actually borders every other region so you're going to get even if you're talking about you know geographic distance or differences when you get you know into these different sides and different corners you're going to have geography that's you know close to multiple regions so yeah what would you say the most notable whiskey in the highlands is well we uh hashtag glenmo right hashtag mo glenmo that's that's one we always start people on glenmo and, and that's in, in the highlands here. and a lot of people and it says it on the bottle i think it's highland whiskey but a lot of people confuse glenmorangie with um which we'll get into later a space side because of its mm. kind of profile so well, and so and i i i don't know if this is still the case but i know for quite some time if your if your if your distillery was a Speyside was located in the in the Speyside region, you could they saw Speyside as being part of the Highlands, and you could pick whether you labeled your whiskey as a Speyside whiskey or oh, Highland whiskey. Okay. I don't know if that's still the case, but there 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 are similar profiles, and especially when you get distilleries that are close to the Spey. Yeah. The river. The spay. The okay. river spay. I thought you were just being cute and nicknaming it. Like no. you and you the, and Space Side are super spay. close. Hashtag spay. No. <laughs> yeah. No, like the spay river. Yes. <laughs> That's where the illicit whiskey making kind of got its play because mm. a lot of mountain ranges to hide in from the English because whiskey was a, we've talked about before, it was a currency. Whiskey was pseudoscience. Whiskey was culture. Um, and the British wanted to pretty much take, even though they were definitely drinking it. They're like, let's stop them, but keep two of them. Right, right. Keep like three of them. Let's, let's <laughs> crush yeah. all of the culture, but steal the deliciousness. Keep this stuff, yeah. Well, Which is, so yeah, so you, the, the, those mountain regions were a great place to hide. The glens, and specifically in Speyside, which you'll see Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, and things like that. Glen means valley. Um, 
they were that's what they were. They were moonshiners. So that's really a big moonshine, Scottish moonshine culture, which they did bring here and then we have our moonshiners from that anyway. So I think that's cool. So when you're up in that area, you can see how you can get lost because it's a bunch of mm-hmm. wilderness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, I always say that the Highlands is my favorite region. And one of my reasonings behind that is, is even historically within the Highlands, uh, especially if you include the islands as part of the Highlands. The islands of Highlands. The island, the Highlands Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you get basically, you can find almost any rough flavor profile in any of your regions. In the Highlands, because uh, if you go if you go to if, if let's talk about the islands portion of that, you go to the Isle of Skye, you've got Talisker, and that's a yeah. you know really heavily peated, very smoky, you know sort smoky. of has that Isla mm-hmm. sort of feeling to it. Uh, I, I find it to be a little bit more briny, a little more salty yeah. than a lot of the the Islas that that I've had. But and then you go like we were talking about, you go you go to uh, like Glenmorangie, and you're getting more of a Speyside type flavor mm-hmm. to it so while while the highlands do have kind of historically a rough flavor profile they're they're kind of all over the place and that's why it makes it that's why it's my favorite region it's kind of cool to think about the highlands and the whiskey that comes from that region as being you know such a good you know broad strokes representation of all of the things that scotland has to offer because of how it just touches into all those other different places mm-hmm. so some of the flavors and this is, and I agree. I like this little snippet I found online that you could get from the Highland area um, are smoke, fruit, toffee. You know what I mean? I I, I agree. Kind of a uh, coastal area. You're going to get a lot of salt, watery, that seaweedy, um, wet firewood kind of flavors, and then you'll get a lot of sweeter and chocolate notes throughout. You know, other parts of it. Um, again, we talked about before, there are peated whiskeys, non-peated whiskeys, experimental whiskeys being made everywhere. But I think if you think about, okay, what are the Highlands mm-hmm. known for? I think that's, I would say that's the flavor profile. Yeah. Right? And there, uh, because of just how massive it is also, um, you've got five official regions. Um, you know, the Highlands are going to make up uh, at least a quarter, maybe more percentage of all of the distilleries that you've got there. Uh, depending on, you know, if you, if you include the islands in that, if you don't include the islands in that, mm-hmm. if you include Speyside and I forget it, Speyside is just the heaviest density of, um, of distilleries that you have there. But yeah, that's, that's the highlands. Yeah. Let's yeah. go there. Let's right now. It. We'll be right back. <laughs> Beb. Yeah, honey. You know, I don't dig whiskey. I, boy, do I know that. What else you got for me? Like from the Impex portfolio? Well, yeah. Well, you know we do a lot of Japanese products. Yes. We just brought in a product called Hakuto. Talk to me. It's a gin. Mm-hmm. And it's glorious. There's two versions. There's one at 40%. There's one at 47%. The 47% sort of the quote-unquote premium. Mm-hmm. But even at the 40% one, they incorporate yuzu fruit. Okay. Which is like a, a almost like a Japanese mix between uh, a Meyer lemon and, and a tart orange. I'm sold. Really bright and citrusy, uh, almost almost cloyingly sweet, but it didn't go over that edge. Okay. Really glorious. Okay. Shall I make you something with that? I would like that, please. A little gin fizz? Sure, babe. Bam. Oh, I forgot to say. Yes. Impex? Yes. Proud sponsors of the Cask Chasers podcast. Nice.
So we said, so as far as the Highlands, just real quick before we move on. So we said Glenmorangie is one of the the best known Mm -hmm. to come out of the Highlands. Mm -hmm. I know Dalmore's there too. Dalmore is there. I'm a big fan of Dalmore. Some people don't like Dalmore. And this is is another conversation for another episode. Um, Dalmore is one of the brands that uses... um, that uses caramel coloring um, mm. in 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 their whiskeys, and it's not in all of them, but they are a brand that uses that. And a lot of people sort of frown on that. I love Dalmore's whiskeys. So don't you have a Dalmore pin? I have a Dalmore hat pin that's that I wear. I was my thinking hat. of it's a cool bottle. It is. It, it's a really cool bottle. So that's that's really why I like it. No, it's it's a good whiskey too. Nice. All right, I'm down. I'm adding it to our our road trip to Scotland list. Boom. Let's do it. Do you guys want to head to Speyside next? Take yeah. a little. Little 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 detour towards yeah. towards Spay. We're on the eastern side, the, right? The river Spay. Yeah. The 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 space side, if you will. Um so Speyside, one of the smaller regions, but Speyside has I think I think space just Speyside being little and I mean if somebody look if you guys look at a map which is gonna be part of what we looked at Speyside is, it's a very smallish portion of the Highlands. So Speyside itself produces something like 60-ish percent of all of the whiskey in Scotland. And it's this little chunk, um, which is ridiculous. It, it's got it's got the highest concentration of distilleries. And they're all, again, that's probably because, you know, they're all around that river. Yeah. River, river gives life. I was reading all that. it's River Spey, the fact that it's so close to a lot of the barley farms that are still in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess historically, there there's some pretty big ports in that area that just made it that much easier to actually export the product. So mm-hmm. you get your little whiskey nexus. Yeah. I mean, if you're making whiskey legally or legally or illegally, that's kind of like the go-to. I mean, it's it's very, um, I guess, our mountainous Virginia. I mean, all the yeah, rivers okay, right yeah. on the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can get in and out. You know, so the coppers can't get you for some reason. The, the way that you just teed that up made me think that Speyside is just inhabited by whiskey pirates. Yeah. Now I really I mean, it is. want to write a story about that. I want that to be. Right. Um, it's home to the oldest distillery, oh, oldest legal distillery. Mm-hmm. I think the first distillery. Which uh, is? Glenfiddich, mm-hmm. which was the first um, officially known, recognized, placed in the books, written on paper distillery. Not to take away from the many folks that were doing it bootleg style yeah. in uh, various places, but... um. Yeah. Every, and everybody's going to, even your sort of newer whiskey drinkers that are just starting to get into single malt, everybody's going to know a name of a Speyside distillery. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've, uh, you've got Ab- Aberlour, Cardew. Um, Bavany, McAllen. Yeah. Uh, McAllen, yeah. I yeah. mean, everybody's heard of McAllen, right? Uh, Mortlock's no. over there. No. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, Mortlock, Glenlivet. I mean, they're, they're, there's so there's so many. A, a lot of your Glens are going to be there. Glen Livet, Glen Glen Farkless. I can see why it would be easy to confuse Glenmore and G with a space side yeah, for that yeah, reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah. So what what do I? I've got a. I've got a. Uh, what am I drinking? I'm drinking. Wouldn't we like to know? Yeah, right. I'm, dr- I'm drinking an Aberlour. <laughs> Aberlour, Abuna, Alba. So they they just keep adding more words to that uh, depending on which one it is. And this one, so the 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 original Abuna that they that they released was uh, I think entirely aged in sherry, entirely aged in sherry casks. That was a good one. Yeah, that was really good. This one is they're trying to they were trying to replicate just a very very classic space hide. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's completely um, I think it's completely bourbon casks that it's. Um, 
that it's matured in. So completely oak bourbon barrels. And I mean, it's great. It's got, it's got a nice depth of flavor to it. It is, I think this one is a quintessential Speyside whiskey. So if you're looking to see what a Speyside uh, historically should taste like, would taste like, I'd say grab this one. Is the wax dip on this also traditional? I forget what conversation we were having recently so about. We were we were having a conversation about was it with who Sam? Do, who does it might have been um, about who does wax well and who doesn't do wax well. Aberlard does an okay job. If you, if you look at where that's been like kind of cut there, it's mm-hmm. pretty clean. Um, a lot of places with their wax is a little more difficult. I don't remember if I think I did just have to get out a knife and open this one though. I, I was there when you did. You it did, was a yeah. knife. Okay. I wasn't there, but I feel a little CSI like because I can see the serrated edge yeah, of your right. cut. Anger. <laughs> right. So uh, to me, if you're if you're not going to have a pull tab that works on your on your wax dipped whatever, just don't put a pull tab. There are very few brands that have a pool tab on it that actually works well. And some brands are going to be wax dipped. And then underneath of that is like a plastic layer also. So like, just show me up front what I'm getting into. If it's just wax dipped and I'm going to need to come at it with a knife, let me just come at it with a knife to begin with. Aaron, can we talk a little bit about some of the flavors we're getting out of this like traditional space side? Because I'm just nosing it and it's yeah. so happy. It's, it's going to be, to me, I get, I get, uh, a little bit of like a citrus fruit, a little bit of a, almost a pear on mm-hmm. the nose as well. Not going to be a lot of floral notes mm-hmm. um, that you're that you're really going to pick up, especially on the nose. Um, floor, I, I feel like historically, anyway, um, you're going to get more floral notes in some of the some of the other highlands. Mm-hmm. I don't pick up a whole lot of floral notes in a lot of these space sides specifically. A lot, some of them do. Um, but in, in like this sort of quintessential only aged in bourbon barrels, I don't get a whole lot of that floral. I get a lot of the caramel and maybe that's where yeah. the bourbon's coming yeah. through. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the notes that you can typically get from Speyside, according to, um, the, um, Google machine, this episode is brought to you by Google, the Google machine. <laughs> no, it's not. Dot com. Um, honey, vanilla, yeah. ripe green fruits like apples and pears. So that makes sense. I, I think of Speyside is like the. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your you know, train like of thought. She like stood up with an epiphany. Yeah. Finish your thought, and then I'll explain my. Expression. Finish my thought. I <laughs> thinking about making a, a religion anymore. about what you just did. <laughs> like you saw something. Like I, it, it was yeah. You know how we always talk about how like whiskey sometimes can just like transplant you to a place mm-hmm. and and a memory. I swear to God talking through the fresh green fruits, right? Like the apples, the pears, the caramel. I went straight to caramel dipped apple at the state fair. Like Mm, just the perfect balance Mm -hmm. of that sweet and kind of sparkling fruit with that mellow, um, you know, more rounded sweetness. That's kind of Speyside. Yeah, that's very, that's Uh, very Yeah, if you like that, you're going to love Speyside. It makes sense too because... I think, again, location, very grassy water is a big part of their, you know, their their resource and everything. I mean, granted, they're getting it. It's not old school, so they're getting resources from everywhere now. But um, I think of Speyside as like, with American whiskey, it's like they're Kentucky. You know, it's Mm. people think whiskey, it's very concentrated, very part of that. And not to say, because we'll get to Isla, and that's a very whiskey-focused community, but... 
I think of Speyside as a very concentrated area of whiskey distill or distilleries in general. I, th- I think that's a good yeah. that's a good comparison. Yeah. comparison Not to take like. away from elsewhere, but yeah. Lots of, I mean, it's, it would be hard to go to a store and not find a whiskey from the space side. So here's a, what's a list there? You got a little list up? Of what? Of space side? Yeah, just, just ramble off a few that uh, people can. Aberlour, Altmore, Balvini, uh, uh, Ben Riach, uh, Ben Romach, Cardu, Craggenmore. Uh, these are in alphabetical order. All these so. names, and then yeah, somebody was like, Dufftown. Duff right. <laughs> Dufftown. Where are you from? Dufftown. Dufftown. I hope that that's the best, even like best even, kept secret, wonderful whiskey spot <laughs> yeah, in space. It, it probably, I well, actually, so um, Mortlock is in Dufftown. Um, yeah. So Dufftown. Dufftown's a place. I don't a, think it's a whiskey. It is. Yeah. No, there, there just, is there is a Dufftown distillery. Is there? Okay. There's a Dufftown distillery, and then there's Mortlock, which is known as the Beast of Dufftown. Ooh. Um, see, that's hot. I'm looking all, for baby names. Mortlock might make the list. I thought you were going to pick the Beast of Dufftown. <laughs> If if you name a baby Mortlock, I'm calling it the Beast of Dufftown. As we should. Can you name him or her? I don't know yet because you won't tell us. The Mortlock Beef or Beef. Mortlock, Mortlock beef, beef of Buff, okay. Bufftown. Bufftown Beef. Bufftown beef, Buff beef is what you have to we'll, name your child. Uh, we'll workshop that and get back to you guys. Right. Yeah. That was, That's pretty badass that? though. Yeah. Where next? Where are we going? Where are we going? Do we need a plane ticket? Or we can we walk? I, we can, I mean, you can walk everywhere. Lowlands. The Lowlands. The Lowlands. El Lolendos. A very a very underrated area, if I do say. Not a lot of distilleries come from the Lowland area. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to find a plethora to choose from. But I think the whiskeys that they do produce are, are reputable yeah, and worth, worth your time. Yeah. It's may, maybe a dozen distilleries active. Um the ones people are going to know uh, if they know any of them. Akintoshin, Akintoshin, I've heard it both ways, um, is one of the ones people are going to mm-hmm. know about. Um, Glasgow Distillery, um, yep. where where you sh- uh, Shug was for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, those are probably going to be kind of the, the bigger two that mm-hmm. people have heard of. Well, I've had Blandock. I've had that oh, before. Yeah, Blandock, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is Glenn- it Balmore? Lowlands too. Who? Bowmore. 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 No. No. Be- Boomer. Never mind. Strike that. No. Glen Kinchy. Probably saying that wrong. The, yeah, I, the, I, the men and women of Glen Kinchy, you can write us and let us know. That's right. I'm so saying that. The wrong. reason there aren't many distilleries there is because no one can pronounce any of them and they <laughs> shut them down. I was reading somewhere that, um, like the lowland area, like on one hand that. Uh, is a trickier area to define because there are also like subdivisions or other regions within it. Yep. But this might be the one part of Scotland where I was reading about, you know, what is the local economy based on? And it wasn't really highlighting whiskey as one of the the key parts of that. Like it's more electronics and telecom and um, I think well, there, it used to be like a big coal area too. So they're not, they're the low. So when you're thinking of the map, they're the very bottom of Scotland, closer to the UK. And I think... It's a lot of grassland. It's a lot of open area. And I mean, they also have woods and stuff like that, too. But I think it's more industrial than anything else. A lot of factories when I yeah. when we went through there, things like that. Yeah. I would say don't discount the region, though, because Not the whiskeys that are, that are coming out of them. I remember we did uh, we did an in-person tasting at some point uh, a couple of years ago. And what we were doing is we were doing exactly this. We were exploring whiskeys from the different regions. And... We uh, had to hunt to find a lowland, right? Oh, yeah. 
and wound up getting uh, getting an Akintoshin. And it it was great. It had um, a lot of rich desserty sort of flavors Ooh. to it without being too sweet. If that if that makes sense. Okay. So sort of like a like a like a toffee, but not like a cloyingly sweet toffee. Um, uh, almost like a graham sort of flavor to some of them. Like okay. very 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 rich, but. Uh, like like a dark like a natural of a sweetener yeah, instead yeah, of like yeah, an yeah. overprocessed exactly exactly so I mean a lot a lot of those sort of you still have your caramels but to me it, it's more of like a it's more of like a burnt caramel mm-hmm. than the, I say the good notes what I've gotten out of the few I've only tasted two mm-hmm. um, and then a few from Akatoshin um, they're very the good things you get from young whiskeys is what I get oh yeah that makes grassy sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. bitey a lot of barrel influence. Mm. So, which is not a bad thing. You know? I will say that I'm the type of person where sometimes it takes me a couple tastings before the whiskey that I'm tasting and like the name of the distillery really sticks out in my mind. Mm. And Akatoshin, not just because I had to say the names six times <laughs> to get the pronunciation right, but that was one of the ones that did stick out to me at one of the last live tastings that cast chasers did at the state theater mm, yeah yeah that that that's where that's where we did one of them it, yeah. it was, it was and the grassiness that definitely yeah, came out yeah. in a good way yeah all right cool all right uh where are we going next campbelltown or campbellton or however you'd like another to small distillery with only there's, a handful i think there's only three yeah. yeah and one of the one of the best, dist- one of my favorite distilleries, Spring- Springbank. Springbank's fantastic. Oh, my God. They're one of the few distilleries out there that are still doing their process old school by hand. I, guess. I mean, they still have machines. They still have, ba- you know, belts and things like that. But they're hand bottling. They're they're still very involved in the process yeah. through the, from making it all the way to the bottling. And I think you get that from the flavor because I have never had a Springbank that I didn't like. I, yeah. They are superb. Pricey. Yeah. But I think you're paying for that, you know, artisanal kind of feeling. I was curious to get your guys' thoughts on this one because I feel like out of all of the whiskey regions, Campbelltown is the one that I've heard the least about. And, and maybe it is just as simple as there are only a handful of distilleries there. But, I mean, are there are there any historic notes that are associated so it's kind of it, it's a peninsula it's sort mm-hmm. of down on the the lower west side of uh scotland so i mean it's stuck out there in the ocean so you do get a lot of your briny notes <laughs> stuck you know, out there in the ocean stuck out there in the ocean <laughs> just trying to figure out what's going on um i a lot a lot of sort of like uh, stone fruit flavors okay. like uh like uh like kind of like dates and 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 those sort of things mm. in there but you get you get peat too. Oh yeah, hundred okay. yeah. percent. So Springbank Long Grow, for example, is a very is a peated whiskey. So you'll get influences of peat. You'll get okay. influence of like he said, stone fruit. You'll get influence of. Gra- it's actually a nice little blend. And even though there's only three distilleries, those distilleries produce whiskeys because Springbank produces three okay. um, different whiskeys and different profiles and things like that. So there is complexity down there so don't get all this you one, know this is on my bucket list of uh scotches to try because i don't think i've had anything from that region before and you guys are speaking my language and i don't think it's just because we're getting closer to isla yeah <laughs> speaking of which yep. all right so isla let's talk about isla <sighs> so i love it so much what a a a very special whiskey to me personally is Lafroy 10 and i mean to 
certain people, it, it, you know, it's, it's sort of the, the lower end of, you know, what different Islas are. For me, it's the, the, I think the very first time I had it, we were actually in Walt Disney World and we were in this restaurant that overlooked the Magic Kingdom. And I was like, I want something nice. And I, I just hadn't had it. And I went, you know what? Let me get some of this. And I just had this memory of that. And we're always talking about how memories are yeah. tied to it. Um, but Lafro, I like, I like Lafroig's, um, a whole lot. Um, the Lafroig 10 is just this, it, it sort of has this, you know, uh, this special sort of thing to me. It's, it's it, almost yeah. like a, almost like a comfort food. Would, Gets you in you the know? feels. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but uh, obviously Isla is going to be historically most of your peaty or briny or smoky. And it's all special sort of to us, I think. Like you, my, not my first whiskey, but one of the first whiskeys I had in Scotland was Coila, the yeah. Coila 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's got this, special place in my heart too plus we're huge fans of um you know um, jim McEwen, um who that's kind of his stomping grounds yeah and i think the revival of scotch whiskey in general kind of has a lot of roots in the isla they're so because it's stuck in the middle of like the highland it could be a highland very easily it could be Mm -hmm. a but they they're so guarded in this small little region with these handful of right yeah. And culture there is just very about their distilleries. Can I like history geek out for a second? Yes. So back in the day, I was I was just such a history ago? nerd. Hmm, elementary, middle school. You, I used to have a lot of books on like ancient cultures and stuff. I was that kid. And I think one of the things that just blows up the romanticized factor for me about Isla Whiskies is there's so many things about that island, like the small protected community that you were just talking about, Bobby, that seem like they tie right back to some of the earliest ancient influences of like heavy Celtic and Druid influences, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and really just being a foothold of so much of that aspect of Gaelic culture that, you know, I like to think in my crazy Katie brain, that's something that's translated into the intensity and the types of flavors and the way that they're cultivated in addition to all like the natural influences. Well, and it's so isolated. I mean, again, it's the, it's the future now. So they have boats and whatever ferries, whatever, (laughs) but back then, so they have boats, right? Well, they have what I meant. They have transportation back then they were very isolated. So they used what they had. Cause if you go there, when you go to Isla, there's nothing. It's like rock and gra- wet grasslands and yeah. things. So there's no trees. So they're like, well, how do we, I guess we can't make fire or whiskey, right? They're like, Mm-mm, we're going to dig in the earth and we're going to pull up thousand year old peat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chunks that and use that as our fuel. In, like ancient druid ceremonies yeah, and yeah. stuff. There's, it's like a time warp connection. Well, and it's so, so it's so funny because I mean, uh, to go back and talk to talk about Jim McEwen just for a minute, um, the uh, pe- people of Isla they they call themselves Elix, um, and the we we've all heard Jim McEwen do the Highland Toast, right? Mm-hmm. And he will say, and uh, it, it's in a a uh, dialect of Scots Gaelic. But it is not like your regular Scots Gaelic dialect to the point where when he talks about it, he says, and, you know, you'll say this in the Elic language. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even say Gaelic or Gaelic. He says the Elic language because it, it's so separated. And that's one thing. I, I really do love it. By the way, guys, if any of you are listening to this, go to our Linktree link. 
and uh, check out the Water of Life film if you want to learn more about um, Jim McEwen and just the uh, just the the, the 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 heavy influence of whiskey just in the Scottish culture. It's a fantastic movie. I just had to, I had to throw that in there while we were talking about Jim. It's a good one. You know, th- this whole conversation is making me draw one other comparison before we start talking about you know the beautiful uh, intense Isle of Flavors. It's almost like it's one of those. It's one of those like ancient tribes in Central America that's been so it was just never discovered, like no Western influence. And you can just find people from these tribes with these ancient traditions just living there today. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's again, I think it's so cool that there's a unique, very punchy history about this particular region of Scotland Mm -hmm. that always comes to mind whenever I have one of the whiskeys from there. So absolutely. Absolutely. It's the end of my geek out. All right. (laughs) Well, what? How, how do we want to wrap wrap this up here? I mean, well, hold on. Did we we went, we talked about the Lafroy? We didn't talk about like I just want to hit on the the notes really quickly. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah Lafroy. I mean, and uh, traditional Isla whiskeys. They're you know heavy peat, heavy smoke. Um, you do get brininess. I would I would actually encourage people to try to find some whiskeys from Isla that are not peated. Brook Laddie, the classic Laddie. Brook Laddie, yeah. the classic Laddie. Um, Colila, even though it is peated, it's very lightly Mellow. peated. Mellow. So mm-hmm. like, the 12 year specifically. Yeah, yeah. Get, get some of those and ha- and have a look at some of those because that... Or you I, go Octomore where it's the or, or highest go, peated. Yeah. Or you can go Octomore <laughs> really and, high and have Octomore. to take a nap after. Eat a chunk of peat. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... T- it's it's hard for me to I, I always say blanketly the highlands are my favorite region but it it's hard to compete with isla i'm gonna throw something out there and i'm gonna gauge how off the wall this is based on your guys expressions um the whole seaweed and brine notes that you get from a lot of islas i love that stuff too and it i think one of the reasons uh i also really enjoy a good margarita because of some of that mm. other brininess you get it's almost like, you know, growing up, we'd go to Ocean City, Maryland every single year as our big family vacation, right? And after a long day of just kind of body surfing and just like all of the salt from the ocean water just kind of getting stuck to your lips mm-hmm. and your skin, that type of taste is one of the first things I think of when I have a good margarita or when I get that certain degree of brininess in yeah, Iowa whiskey. No, I agree. I agree. Any of the coastal. Even up in the Highlands, like we talked about earlier, Highland Park and mm-hmm. down into Isla and some in Campbelltown, you, Campbelltown, you'll have that coastal flavor. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think that's unique. Try anything near a coast. Really? Yeah, really. I, find a distillery that's near a coast. Uh, Oban. Oban's close to the coast. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that, that's another one that's got some fun brininess to it that I like. Um, real subtle, though. That That's what I like. I think that's what I really like subtle, about the co- yeah. coastal ones is it, you get a lot more of that uh, subtlety, I guess. Well, I guess I, well, I appreciate this refresher and quite honestly, it's got me pretty keyed up to, um, talk to some folks from some of the distilleries we've mentioned over the next couple of episodes. It's almost like we did this with a plan in mind, guys. First time that's ever happened. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) we can get some Scottish accents on here too. We've had a handful. I want one that you can't... Un- well, I want another show. You want a different one that you can't understand. <laughs> exactly. No and idea what he said, but it was amazing. That's right. And a good Scottish accent, not an impression of one that comes off as Russian or Stop. Australian. Do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we should probably leave off there before we hurt ourselves. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, man. guys. That was fun. 
All right, Chasers, that'll do it for now. If this was your first time tuning in, what took you so long? All jokes aside, we're so happy to welcome you to the Cast Chasers family, and we definitely hope you'll come back for more next week. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, in short, wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can even join our Facebook group for bonus points. And if you want even more Cast Chasers, check out our website, castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chasers swag, and more. Until next time you join us, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. <laughs>